0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Strong Tower Podcast. Today we are on episode 3 and I do want to go ahead just out the gate and apologize for the late post and for this being uploaded a day late. I do um, really want to apologize to you guys and I'm thankful for your patience for me this past week. Spring break has definitely been a lot more packed and my schedule has been a lot more full than I had anticipated and I didn't plan well enough this week past week before spring break and I should have gotten some time to to film an episode and to get it cut and edited for you guys before the break actually started because there's absolutely no way and I wasn't able to but there's no way that I would have been able to film an episode and get it cut these past few days but here we are and we are ready to dive in to our first episode but before we do that we do have one more big announcement as some of you may have seen On our Instagram we have introduced a new logo and I did want to thank all of you guys for your submissions and I did want to thank you guys for the feedback that we have gotten already on that and I do I do really appreciate you guys sending in your submissions and taking time to put time into that into something that you really had little to no reward to get out of and so I do appreciate each and every one of you guys I do really like our new logo and if you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go to our Instagram at StrongTowerPod and look at that and uh, maybe send some feedback, things that you like about it, and uh, maybe share the word on that and spread the word, kind of get that out there. I, I think a logo helps a lot, and I, I think it helps get your image out there. Um, the Really, the things I liked about our new logo is, is I can't, I think it kind of encapsulates the entire motive of our podcast. It, it has our, our verse in there. It has kind of an, an outline of, of really a strong tower, and really uh, symbolizes what our what our God is. And then obviously it has the name of our podcast, so people can know how to find us easier. So I was really excited about that. Really excited to introduce that. And so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of really the only announcement we have so far. I do want to thank you guys once again for your submissions, and let's dive right into the podcast. Our verse of today today comes from Lamentations chapter three. It's actually going to be two verses verses number 22 and 23. The Bible says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. In this passage, Jeremiah is writing, and he's really just encouraging both himself and the people of Israel that he's writing to, when he says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed he really starts the verse off talking about the only reason that we're even still here and we haven't been overwhelmed we haven't been consumed with everything going on around us no matter what it is it's because of the Lord and because of the mercy that he extends and because as the end of the verse says that his compassion, his care, his love for us they fail not He's consistently he consistently loves us over and over again and it's because of that, and because of his mercy, because he is not giving us what we do deserve, because what we so often deserve is is judgment, and and truly death because of our sin. But even past that, even in our everyday life, because of the decisions we make, we don't deserve grace. But he gives us—he doesn't give us what we do deserve. He he really actually gives us what we don't deserve, and that is grace. And so be, it's because of his mercies that we're not consumed. Grace is kind of this idea of giving us what we don't deserve, but here Jeremiah highlights God's mercy. He highlights the other end of the spectrum: of the things that we do deserve. God, God, so often withholds from us, and it's not because it's not because we don't deserve them. Clearly, because the word mercy implies that we do deserve them, but it's just because His compassion for us, His love, His care for us, it fails not. And he says in the next verse, in the first part of verse 23, that that they are new his mercy and his compassion they're new every morning and god's shown us a lot of mercy hasn't he i know he's shown me a lot of mercy in my life so much unmerited withholding of things that that i deserve and not not good things i'm talking about like i said before i'm talking about judgment and i'm talking about a lack of of relationship with him because of things that i that i do consistently in my life that i know are wrong I know that are against God's word. But he so often withholds those things from us because he just cares about us and he knows that we're flesh. And it doesn't give us a reason. It doesn't justify what we do. It doesn't make it okay. God never says that in his word. But he does care about us. And I will never be able to understand. I I can't even wrap my brain around it. I can't even begin to understand why God is not... God withholds some things from us that we do deserve. It doesn't make him any less just, but it does make him very compassionate. And we see that every single morning. They're new every single morning. And at the end of the verse, it's, it's just kind of an, an offering of praise. Jeremiah's only logical response, the only thing he can really come up to say, he doesn't really understand. He doesn't even try to explain it because there's no way we can. But his response is, great. God, great. Great. Is thy faithfulness. My faithfulness, as we see, because we need mercy, that that implies that we fail. And we do. We can see in our own life, maybe even today, maybe in the past hour, how many times we've failed God. We failed to recognize his presence. We failed to obey his word. We are unfaithful. Our faithfulness is not great. But his consistently, it constantly is. So our only logical response to the mercy and compassion God's shown to us should be, God, great. Great is your faithfulness. You're a faithful God. And you always will be. I don't understand why. God, I don't know why you would want to be faithful to someone who continually fails you, who continually disobeys you, who continually does things contradictory to what you've said. Someone that doesn't just not obey what you've said, but someone who does the exact opposite of what you told him to do, over and over and over again. God, I don't know why you would extend mercy and beyond that extend compassion, care about that person. But that person is me and you do daily. So God, all I can say, the only thing I can offer back is is my praise and, and to say great is your faithfulness. What a verse, what a, what a couple of verses from Limitations 3 for us to think about in our walk with God each day. Our next segment of the podcast is going to be our quote of the day. And I think you guys are really going to like this one. This is one that that really jumped out at me a a couple weeks ago in chapel. A sermon from Dr. Jeff Amsbaugh, who I love listening to speak. He's a great order of the word. He's very knowledgeable, very smart man. And I I always love listening to him. He, He always has really good nuggets of truth that maybe you didn't see or um, maybe you you haven't realized before. Maybe even things you know, but it's kind of when he says them, it's just it brings it back to your mind, and you're like, it's so refreshing to hear. And he was he was speaking in chapel about about this idea of of bitterness and anger, and kind of just holding this this hatred and anger in your heart, and kind of how to get past anger. And one quote that he said that that really just jumped out at me, and it's something that I never really thought of before, maybe in this light. I never heard phrased in this light, but this was the quote. It says, love doesn't keep a record book of wrongs. Clearly, he was talking about the love of Christ and kind of that's the greatest example of love that we can see in our life is. And it kind of just ties into our verse of the day perfectly. As I told you guys before, I, I don't always line these up usually goes off of a passage that maybe has spoke to my mind or a quote that like I said had jumped out to me and kind of been uh, rehearsing in my brain but this does fit right in with our passage from Lamentations 3 that Christ his love his true love it doesn't keep a record book of wrongs that doesn't mean that, that Christ doesn't know that we've sinned or he doesn't know that we're sinners and, and we obviously know that we're sinners but one one thing that he kind of add he tacked onto this is i don't remember that i distinctly remember forgetting that forgetting that certain sin See, the bible tells us that christ has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west that he has forgotten our sin he's forgiven our sin so when christ looks at us all he sees is his son because of our acceptance of his son through him all he sees is is christ's righteousness. And his love for us doesn't keep a record book. When we come to Christ and we ask him, we plead with him, God, I need, I need your help in my life. And, and we give it to him. We say, God, whatever your answer is, be maybe it's, maybe it's yes. God, maybe maybe it's wait. God, maybe it's even no. But God, I need your help. I, I need you to come through in this area of my life. Or God, I need you to teach me something. I, I just want to learn. I just want to be in your presence and, and learn from you and grow in my relationship with you. He doesn't look at us and say, you failed me so many times, I'm done. I'm done extending love to you and I'm done extending grace and mercy and compassion to you. Our God doesn't do that. His love for us doesn't keep a checkbook, a balance, a record book of all the wrong things that we've done and say, okay, you've done so much of this that it's not really going to line up. No, that's, that's not our God at all. Our God sees us and he sees the righteousness of his son. But even, but even past that, that that's a great understanding that we can come to know and, and we should, our only logical response should be as Jeremiah's response was was to praise our God. But if we take that to a practical aspect of our own life, how many people in our life have, have wronged us? Or maybe just situations haven't worked out and, and we choose to be angry. We choose to be bitter at those people and say, well, well they wronged us. This area of my life, I got I got ripped off, or I got cut short, or I got the short end of the stick, or th- this didn't work out how I wanted to, and, and it's their fault. They did this to me. How hypocritical of us is that when Christ has forgiven us of so much in our life? And I'm, I'm talking to myself here. This is something that, that God really challenged me with over these past few weeks. Really just this simple quote is, if I really want to love people the way Christ loves me and and Christ loves them, then I can't keep a record book of their wrongs Now that doesn't mean that we're we dismiss people's sin and we that doesn't mean we dismiss their wrongdoing of us and and it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying that at all i'm I'm not expecting you know myself or even you guys to to just walk around and have no feelings and and have people be able to to misuse you and hurt you and and that not hurt. Look, those are things that we have to deal with, and those are things that we have to run to the Lord and say, God, I need your help. And Obviously, in some situations, there are relationships that may never be fully restored. I get that. But we're still called to love through all of it. And in my own life, how many times do I look at somebody and I refuse to love them the way that Christ loved me because I'm keeping a record book of all the times that they've wronged me? And how easy it is for me to forget how many times I sin daily and how many times I have wronged Christ. Yet I, I still run to Him and I expect love from Him and I expect Him to give me everything that I ask for and I expect for Him to come through and whenever I want Him to. Yet I turn to someone, my neighbor, maybe a brother in Christ or maybe even an unsaved person and I refuse to love them. How convicting that is to me. What a great quote by Dr. Amsball. And it, I hope it challenges you today to look at your life and and I know it'll challenge me once again to, to look at my life and to look at the people around me and say, you know what? I need to stop keeping a record book of their wrong. The times that they've wronged me. Like I said, don't that doesn't dismiss their sin. It doesn't give them a reason to justify it. But we're still called to love. And how difficult that is for us but how vital how necessary it is for us not only for them for them to be able to see Christ through us but how necessary it is for us harboring that bitterness harboring that anger that hate it's only going to hurt us it's only going to affect us even worse and it's going to enable us or it's not going to it's not going to enable us to be used by God in the best way we possibly can it's going to hinder our effectiveness for christ if we're harboring the hatred and the anger for the next segment of a podcast we're going to go to what's going on in my life this week and, and what happened this past week we're skipping a segment that we normally do talking about the book that i'm currently reading or that i would be currently reading i just started um a book on the life of george washington and the reason we're skipping that segment today i'll, I'll be honest with you guys is because it's a lot of introductory, and there's not really a lot to talk about, and so whenever I have more, really some concepts that I can fully um, explain to you guys, then then we'll jump right back in that segment. I, I love that segment, and I love talking about that, but there's really just not a whole lot there, and I, and I hope you guys understand that. But this past week of my life, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, was spring break, and kind of the last week of school going into spring break was one that you're doing your best to stay motivated, but you see the break and and you're kind of ready to go and you're trying to focus on school, but also you're thinking in the back of your head, okay, just a couple more classes and, and I'm done. And, and I will tell you guys that the break, for the break, I went home and I took a couple of uh, my buddies from school and my brother as well. We went home and we spent, um, we came back on Thursday, we spent the whole day Friday, Saturday, Sunday monday and we came back on tuesday and so we really had a full four or five days at uh, back home and i will tell you guys that was that was very much needed for me um talked a little bit about the struggles this past semester and how difficult it's been not only for me but but for the college and i'll tell you it was a great time of refreshment for me to just be with my family but to just be at home and to just not really have to focus on school very much and just kind of release and just kind of take a break take a breather and get remotivated. we got about four weeks left of the semester and be able to finish strong and now i'm excited to be back in school i may not be super excited about waking up early and, and going to all my classes but but i am excited to be back at school and and i know that i'm here i'm at school to get a degree and you have to go to class and I do honestly I, I do really like school and I like learning and I like seeing things from different perspectives um, no matter what class it's in and so I, I think it was very vital um, it was very necessary for me to to take that break and to experience it in its its full capacity and to truly just kind of let my, my myself recover and to recharge and eat some good food at home and uh, I'm from Alabama and so we we we, we eat good in the south, and that's one thing that I think we've got figured out pretty well. And it was good to be with friends as well, and to just have some time hanging out and uh, get away from school a little bit. This past Sunday, I was actually uh, I had the great privilege to be able to preach in my home church during the night service, and I will tell you that was another just great honor. And I there's so many guys really in our church, young guys as well as older uh, men of the word and even people outside that that have that have preached at our church and and could preach at our church and and do a much much better job than i um i ever could and so i was really honored for that and and it was a great experience and i take every chance that i have to be able to speak and to present the word of god and i, I take that very seriously and i don't ever want to take that lightly cuz it is a great honor um not only to um, be in my home church and to be able to communicate the Word of God to my church family, but also to just simply communicate the Word of God at all. And I, I was very grateful for that opportunity. So Pastor Ricky, Pastor Clemens, if you're listening, I want to thank you once again publicly for that. And I, I, I have a blast every time I preach. I, I love doing it. It's It's awesome to know that you're in god's will and know that you're doing what he wants for your life but it's it's that much sweeter when it's something that you love to do and god really gives you a passion for it and you enjoy it so much and so i was very thankful for that opportunity i i want to ask you guys um once again and i know i've asked you guys in the first two podcasts but i I would like to ask you again to just continue to pray for my church and my family friend um officer ben darby they're There are so many things that that are over my head, and and I can't fully understand, but that have to, that are going on, and I don't don't even really understand, I kind of get frustrated just thinking about it, um, on the kind of the longevity of of what's going on, but just continue to pray that that God would show himself strong through that, as he already has, that he would continue to do that, and that many people would see the situation, and, and God would be glorified through it, and that it would just be a speedy process. Um, I know his wife, Keelan, is, is very anxious um, to see him, for him to get out as as she should be, and as, as most of us are. And so I would just ask you just continue to pray for him and his family as they continue to go through this process, and I pray that it would be a speedy process and that God would show himself strong through that. Okay, so we've come just about to the end of our podcast and just kind of want to reflect on some practical applications. For the verse and for the quote today. For the verse. The first thing that I can think of and that just jumps out of my mind is, is to simply just thank God today for the mercy and compassion He's extended to you. It's so easy to get caught up in the busyness of life, especially in the season and the spring. and We're looking ahead to a lot of things, maybe for summer or maybe if school's about to get out or just different things. Vacations may be coming up. Just take time today, each day, but take time today and thank God for his, his faithfulness, His mercy, His compassion, because He extends it to us every day, each morning. And we ought to be thankful for that. And I know most often we, we really are, and, but we fail to communicate that to our God. We like think He already knows, and He does, but how He loves to hear us tell Him. And so take time. I think it's a great refresher for yourself and it kinda of gives you more perspective on where you're at. It's it's so easy to think about the things that we don't have and the things that we want and and to kinda of become envious of, of people around us that we think have it all together we truly don't realize how much we are blessed. So today just just thank God, just just tell him that his he's faithful and you're thankful for that. And his faithfulness is great in your life, even even when our ours is so often is not. For the quote, once again, we we could tie this right along it. We could just say, "Thank God for His love," and thank God that He doesn't keep a record book for our wrongs. And but beyond that, who is somebody in your life? Who is somebody in my life that I'm keeping a record book of of the wrongs that they've done? How convicting is that to think about? Because so often, and really, as Americans. As well, we think about, well, who do they think they're they're talking to, or who do they think I am that They're going to be able to speak. Who do we think that we are? Who do I think that I am? That somebody's entitled to talk to me a certain way, or that I'm owed some sense of respect because of because of what? I'm just as flawed as they are, and I fail each day just as much as. Probably if not more than, than they do. So. Who do I think I am? And how convicting that is for me. Because it's so easy to point out other people's flaws. And, and to forget. How many times I fail. And it takes humility. It takes humility to forgive other people. Even when they don't even think that they've done anything wrong. But at the end of the day. Christ forgave us long before we even knew who he was. And he forgave us for everything. Not just the little things or the small stuff, as we like to call it. But for everything that we have ever done and we will ever do. Things that we continue to do each day. So God's challenged me with this quote and really with that entire message. But just to love people and to not keep a record book of their wrongs Because that's not how Christ treats me, and that's not how He expects me to treat other people. Guys, thank you once again for listening to the podcast, and I do apologize for it being up so late. I hope that today was an encouragement for you as you continue your walk with the Lord and as you start off your week. I pray that each of you will, this week, thank God for His faithfulness in your life and love people and not keep a record book of their wrongs. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.